We hear so much about Canada's housing crisis, right? And if we're going to call it a crisis, that means it's bad, and it's bad right now, and we need a fix right now. But as the weeks and the months go by, it becomes more and more obvious there is no immediate answer. And think about it. We're talking about a massive, massive undertaking. There are some big obstacles that we need to overcome, um, including where's all the money going to come? I mean, this is going to cause billions, hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars if we actually want to accomplish um, you know, the the target that has been set, or at least make up the shortfall that has been outlined by the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. So let's get into it. What are the barriers and can we overcome them? We're going to speak now with Greg Khalil, who's the founder and managing partner of Stormont Partners, a real estate-focused bank in Toronto. Greg, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So last year, the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation comes out with the study that we all sort of reference time and time again now, and they say this country is on track to come up about 3.5 million housing units short by 2030. So the timeline's not that long, and the shortfall's really big. If that's our starting point, Greg, aren't we in really big trouble? I mean, that looks like a big mountain to climb. Well... Uh, we are. Um, I, I, I think you know, 2030 uh, was perhaps an arbitrary uh, point in time that the economists at CMHC had to pick. I mean, they needed something to base the study on. But you know, it, I think it's 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 an ideal of we want to have affordable housing in a broad sense uh, within a reasonable period of time. And they, you know, they wrote the story. It was eight years when they wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, uh, we're not going to hit it. Uh, we are in big trouble. We're, we're, we're nowhere near within that time frame to achieve affordability. What are the biggest barriers? I mean, there's a bunch. Let's just go through some of the some of the issues that you see us as, you know, I mean, if we're going to even come close, we're going to have to overcome. What, what are some of the barriers that you see in the way of making this happen? So the, the one that made it into the newspaper article in, in detail was the shortage of capital. Um, so I can talk about that. I'll yeah. perhaps do that last. But uh, there, there, there's a, a, a larger part, and all four things have to be addressed more or less simultaneously. One is the time that it takes to actually uh, produce housing, and that starts with municipal approvals, which in a lot of large cities in Canada just take much longer way than too long. they, they should. Yeah. Way too long. Uh, you know, uh, two to three years, uh, sometimes much, much longer in places like Vancouver and Toronto. Um, so that's one. Uh, number two, we have to have the construction capacity uh, to be able to produce a lot of housing. Um, and we don't. The evidence is in the the dramatic escalation in construction costs yeah. over the past ten years or so. And and this is this is a, a Canada it's a Canada wide problem, uh, but it's a global problem. We see it elsewhere where we work. Um, there's a shortage of skilled labor, and we're not apprenticing enough people to you know know how to build buildings in this country. Um, immigration is the answer to part of that, and I think the federal government's got their eye on on bringing skilled trades in which is, you know, a bit of the solution. So that's good. Uh, we need infrastructure. So you can't just build housing without building hospitals and schools yeah. And, yeah. and fire stations and transit. Um, and importantly, we need people to actually operate that infrastructure. And this is a bit of a hidden issue because a lot of the times you, you can't, it's pretty hard to be a, a fireman virtually uh, or a school teacher virtually. Uh, you have to, you have to be in a place of employment yep. and, it's very, it's very hard in a lot of instances for for those people, the people who operate within that or work within that that infrastructure, to live anywhere near where they work. Uh, so it's much harder to recruit people. 
all those things. That's problem three. Yeah, and, and all those things, uh, they, they all lead to problem four, which, as you say, is the one that made it into the Globe and Mail, and that's the money. I mean, all of these things cost money and tremendous amounts of money. I mean, if you put a dollar figure on this, Greg, what are we looking at here? So um, CMHC used a, a different number, and I don't quite know how they figured this one out, but they were, they were using a cost per unit of housing of something in the two hundred dollars to $300,000 range. That's, I don't know that, what decade that was from, but that's not, that's not current. Uh, we, uh, in, in a big city, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, you're looking at seven or 800000 per unit to produce a housing unit. Um, uh, we just rounded it down just for simplicity's sake to 600,000 per unit. And if you multiply that by 3.5 million housing units, that's $2.1 trillion. Um, we don't have that. The banking system doesn't have it. Um, and the, uh, and the banking system would provide, would provide the, the debt financing for the construction of all this housing. Um, and the the, uh, the investor equity is nowhere near the, the remaining amount of five hundred billion that's required that wouldn't be debt financed. So I mean, five hundred billion. I mean, that's just an astronomical number. Where do we even go about trying to come up with that kind of dollar figure? Can it be done? Where do you start? Um, so some of it's within Canada. Um, there, there were programs years ago where the federal government um, uh, had tax incentives to encourage uh, investment from individual investors, really, uh, through things like like the MERB program, uh, which is an acronym, acronym for multi-unit residential building. It was a funny little program, but it, it was very, very effective in creating a lot of purpose-built rental housing. Uh, it, was a, it was a tax-driven incentive that encouraged encouraged, um, you know, uh, you and I, as an example, to just put more of our, uh, of our investment capital into the housing market. So they can do things like that, and yeah. that'll encourage a lot of it, but uh, much, much more needs to come from outside Canada. There are, there are tons of foreign investors who want to be in Canada. They, they, uh, and we get, we get calls every week from global investors who say, well, we love the Canadian growth story and, and uh, the stability of, of um, of uh, the economy and, and the political system, um, but it's too expensive to invest there. Uh, taxes taxes are uh, are a significant discouragement. So we do have we do have uh, somewhat meaningful foreign investment in Canada, but we could attract we could attract a lot of that 500 billion uh, by relaxing. Um, taxes on foreign investment so that large institutional investors from the United States, Europe, Asia uh, would feel that they can make a fair return here. So it's a, it's some changes in, in government. We, we talked about regulation, red tape, that sort of thing, allowing people to build. We talked about foreign investment. So government, I mean, they're, it's all hands on deck. They keep saying that they need to you know solve this housing crisis and it will take time no matter what happens. But these are some fixes that could come in right away and sort of at least get things going in terms of just get out of the way, right? If you're government just get out of the way well yeah exactly i mean they, they you know they, they're not getting the taxes on those foreign investors right because they're not yeah. coming so yeah. so they should be indifferent uh between not getting them and uh bit when they're not coming and get and not getting them when they are coming because uh, it'll help fix the problem are we seeing the urgency there i mean this is what it's about greg and i, I know there's lots of talk about things that's going to happen and uh, but it seems like sort of tinking around the edges are we making a real effort do you think at this point or are we even moving the needle at all um you know i i, th- I think the the problem has has 
kind of suddenly been recognized, yeah. which is uh, a, a little disappointing. Uh, it's it's spoken about um, in in the media on a pretty much daily basis these days. So it's it, the awareness is definitely there, and we're starting to see government address it with various programs. It, it the reason I wrote that article is because it sort of astounded me that no one had actually done the math, um, and or at least had talked about the math. I'm sure people have done the math, but um, if you can't. You, can't, you just say let's build more housing. Well, what are the implications of let's just build more housing? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it doesn't come out of thin air. It's it's got to be funded somehow. So um, I hope uh, it, the article is getting a reasonable amount of attention. I hope that it gets into the mainstream thought of the various levels of government so they they, they suddenly uh, realize that, oh, um, we have to address this in a really significant way um, to add to the incremental things they're doing around, uh, you know, the, the national housing strategy, which is providing some funding, um, uh, ideas around reducing development charges in certain municipalities or, or property tax holidays for the production of affordable rental and stuff like that. Those are all great. Yeah. Um, the, the, the recent idea of, which is being jumped on by some of the provinces, um, where, where the federal government um, uh, will drop the, um, the, the value add tax on rental housing, yeah. and the provinces are, yeah. are, are, are uh, following suit. Those are all very helpful. Um, but they're not going to solve the problem alone. Right. It's going to take a lot more than that. Yeah, good start. Uh, Greg, mm-hmm. thank you so much for your time today. I really do appreciate you being here. My pleasure. Thank you Thanks so for much. Having me on. Yeah, you bet.